Welcome to the Daily Dad Podcast, where we provide one lesson every single day to help you with your most important job, being a parent. I'm Ryan Holiday, and I draw these lessons from ancient philosophy, modern psychology, practical wisdom, and insights from parents just like you all over the world. Thank you for listening, and we hope this helps. A couple of years ago, my wife gave me a subscription to StoryWorth for Father's Day, and then we've turned around and given that to so many different people as gifts over the years. It'd make a great Mother's Day gift. Obviously, I can't just give her back the same thing that she gave me, but StoryWorth basically sends you a prompt every day, and you reply. Uh, What's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? They ask you about memories. They ask you about how you met people. They ask you to basically document and capture important memories. And then after a year, StoryWorth compiles all your loved ones' stories, the photos you've attached, the quotes you've shared, the advice you've given into this beautiful keepsake book that you can share and revisit for generations to come. It's just a super thoughtful, meaningful gift that connects you to those who matter most. And you can give it to all the moms in your life, StoryWorth. Right now, for a limited time, you can save 10 bucks on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash dailydad. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash dailydad to save 10 bucks on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash dailydad. Hey, it's Ryan Holiday. Welcome to another weekend episode of the Daily Dad Podcast. Sort of some sad news over here. My dog, Hanno, she's a dachshund. Probably going to put her down in the next week or so. It seems like her health has taken a turn for the worst. I did a podcast episode about this a while ago, but some parenting stuff came up as my wife and I were dealing with this thing and it's weird we um we got this dog in 2007 she and i had been dating like six or eight months we were in college i was leaving college i think i'd already left anyways we just decided to get a dog we got this uh little dachshund from the penny saver uh, which i don't think exists anymore anyways we got this dachshund we named her hanno hanno being the name of pope leo x's pet elephant a uh, little historical story there. Anyway, we got this dachshund, and she's been in our lives basically the entirety of our relationship. And now she's like 16 years old. Um, I don't think I could have conceived at that age, at 19 or 20 or whatever, that that 16 years in the future, I couldn't have conceived of any of this stuff. But I don't even think I could have conceived of that much time. And it has been interesting. A bunch of the people I know are our dogs that we got at the beginning of relationships we had now, the relationships that were have become marriages or kids and sometimes even divorces, those those pets are now on their last legs. But um, I came in, I'd gone for a run last night, and I came in and my son was just bawling. My wife is sort of motioning to me to sort of be calm and to sort of follow her lead as I opened the door. I could see them through the glass. And I go, what's wrong? And and my dog, my, my son is just kind of wailing about the dog. And I guess we'd talked about this before, and he knew she didn't have 
that much more time. And, and honestly, they don't have even the best relationship. I mean, for some reason, it's his room that as she's gotten older, she just cannot stop herself from going to the bathroom in. So he almost has like an antagonistic relationship with her. So the devastation was kind of a surprise. Um, but it was it was really sincere. It was really pure. It was really sweet. Um, it's funny. I just I wrote this piece for Men's Health that hasn't come out yet, but it was talking about um, actually this exact thing. I, we'd gone through it similarly uh, a year or so ago with something else that was really upsetting. But there's a story in Mark Surelius' life where Mark Surelius is a young boy and he loses like a beloved teacher. And he's weeping, and one of his Stoic teachers comes and tries to, you know, tell him to stop. And Antoninus, Marx's stepfather, says, you know, let the boy be human. He says, empire and philosophy do not take away natural feeling. I've been feeling a little stuck recently and I made the decision to go back into therapy. There wasn't any big problems in my life, some big precipitating crisis, but I felt like if I'm not working on myself and my issues, where does that lead my kids? And more importantly, what does that show my kids? And that's why this episode of the podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's so easy to get caught up with what everyone needs in your life and not take a moment to think about what you need for yourself. And that's what therapy is for. And the therapists at BetterHelp can help you with that. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient and flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit betterhelp.com slash daily dad today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash daily dad. Therapy can give you the tools to find balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. I think one of the things my wife and I were sort of wordlessly on the same page about was this idea of like, his feelings are his feelings and he should be overwhelmed and, um, sad about this. It is sad and it is overwhelming to come face to face with the reality of one's mortality for the first time. If he wasn't feeling it, it's because he wasn't actually understanding it. The fact that he's feeling it is because he's just now getting to the age where he can understand it. And I said something, uh, you know, first off, we just decided you can have your feelings. We're not going to try to convince you to not have your feelings. That's not fair. And it's not productive. But I was saying, you know, look, it could be a couple days. It could be a couple weeks. It's not going to be right this second, right? It could be months. And he said something like, I don't, he's like, I don't want a couple days. He's like, I want years. I want forever. And it just broke my heart because here was this six-year-old basically expressing the fundamental tragedy of the human experience, the human condition that we don't have forever, that None of us are here forever, and certainly the people we love aren't here forever. And there's something sad and terrible about that, but it's also just something we have to come to terms with. And so the dog slept in his bed last night, and he couldn't stop petting her. 
And we did this thing. I said, hey, you want to see some pictures? And we we went back. I mean, I've had this dog longer than I've had an iPhone. And we, we got this dog before the iPhone came out. So my photos only go back, you know, to when she was a couple years old. I had a different kind of smartphone before. And my BlackBerry, I guess, didn't have a camera. So probably I could have gone back further on Facebook and found photos. But anyways, we start going through these photos and I'm showing them and He's laughing. He wanted to hear stories of all the trouble she'd gotten in, you know, when, you know, all the things that she'd done, how her mom used to take the dog to school in a backpack and sneak her into class. And and then I, I told him about how my very first apartment, I was like, after, you know, I'd moved out, got my own apartment, my first job. <laughs> it was like, you know, sometimes as a parent, you're just like, you're trying to tell him one thing and you end up stepping into some other thing. And I could see he was, he was clearly in some vulnerable spot. He was like, wait, I have to, I have to move out and get a job and live in my own house at some point. And uh, I was like, yeah, there's a lot, you know, so then it was like, uh, you know, I, I took the situation from bad to worse, but I was telling him how we used to sneak the dog into the apartment that I had that you weren't allowed to have dogs in and how the dog promptly for all our sneaking didn't cooperate, started barking and I almost got kicked out, told her about the time that she broke into a backpack and ate someone's entire prescription of modifinol, which is a drug fighter pilots take to stay awake, talked about it at the time she ate a flash drive with all my sister's pictures on it. Um, you know, just those kind of stories. And they loved it, and it was sweet. But we just we, we just talked about, you know, the, the briefness, the ephemerality of life, how quick 16 years went by. But also that the lesson we take from that is that we want to take the time we have with the people while we have it. I love doing projects with my kids. It's a way to get lost in an activity together, to not be involved with screens, to show them the joys of learning and time together and being creative. That's why I love today's sponsor, KiwiCo. We're always excited when KiwiCo kits come in the mail, although the last one was torn up by my donkey. It was this uh, fun science kit that we had to figure out how to put together before we could put it together. And, uh, and so I'm always excited to tell you guys about KiwiCo and their Kiwi kits. We've done them with the grandparents. We've done them with my kids. We've got all these different kits of the house. We did this flower one that was cool, this stomp rocket that was cool, these water guns that were cool. They're just super cool hands-on science, art, geography, electronics projects delivered to your door every month. Most of all, it's time together as a family. KiwiCo is redefining learning with hands-on projects that build confidence and creativity and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. You can get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line at kiwico.com slash daily dad. That's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com slash daily dad. this morning it was just he and I his brother slept in and um, I said hey you know you've seen me you've seen me 
with that that coin in my pocket because sometimes they like if I throw the challenge coins I carry in my pocket they like if I throw them in the pool they like to dive for them and I was like you've seen that one with the skull and the hourglass and the flower on it I was like that coin you know it says memento mori and the, the reason it says memento mori it's a reminder of this thing that not to take people for granted not to take time for granted um not to take you guys for granted and then I think about that so you know I'm present for when we're together and that I appreciate the time that I have with you. And then, you know, of course, this was too serious and he made some joke about poop after. But um, it was a good it was a good talk. And, you know, realizing, I guess, that one of the reasons we have pets is to teach this very lesson, right? We have pets in a way as a reminder of our own mortality. They teach us unconditional love. They teach us responsibility. They teach us presence. And they teach us ultimately that life has an end to it. Dogs age faster than us. They are human life in fast forward. And so we get to learn this lesson a couple times. The, 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 the tax on all the wonderful things that dogs give us is that we we end up burying them. They get sick. They make mistakes that cost money, I guess. Those are some other lessons. But no, dogs Dogs remind us that everything that's born is born to die. And that's a heavy thing to talk to a almost seven-year-old about. But, you know, we don't get to choose necessarily when these things come up. It's funny. Just, just the night before, I was reading Harry Potter and came across – came up, to this line about Harry Potter's parents dying and I changed it to like hurt or missing. I just didn't want to have the discussion. And then here we are forced to have the discussion because the dog is sick and we're going to take her to the vet in a little bit. And I imagine there's going to be more tears and grief, and frustration, maybe even some blaming, but it's been a, it's been a good experience. And the lessons that he's learning, I also have to learn. I have loved this dog. I have been frustrated as hell with this dog. I've made mistakes with this dog. This dog has driven me nuts. I don't know if there's something scrambled in her brain, but she is a relentless scratcher of doors. She wants to go in and out of the house 8,000 times a day. She is the most stubborn dog that I have ever come across in my life. Um, a lot of the joy and lightness and fun that she was when she was younger, when she was more mobile, you know, that's gone away with time also. But going through the photos, it really reminds me, you know, is this the first time we took her to the beach? This is the first time we had to take her on some trip because we couldn't get someone to watch her. These are all the different apartments that she's lived in with us. The, this is what we looked like when we had her. It, you know, it was... I was as I was scanning through these pictures of my time with the dog, I was scanning through my life, almost half my life. I was scanning through the evolution of my relationship with my wife. I was thinking of things that I did right and wrong in those times. I was thinking about things I took for granted in those times. I was thinking about even my sense of time in those times, right? 16 years was an inconceivable amount of time for me in 2007 when I got that 
dog. That was almost all of, that was the majority of my life at that time. And now it's not at all. So I don't know exactly what the next couple days will hold. By the time you're listening to this, the dog already could be, you know, in the great dog park in the sky, as they say. I don't know what we're going to do yet, if we're going to cremate her or just bury her on the farm, but such is life, such is the lessons that our pets teach us. And uh, what we're just trying to do is make our kids better from it, have them learn something from it, have it be an opera, like the connectedness that's come from it, you know, him crying on my chest yesterday, him wanting to be hugged, him wanting to be reassured, him, him asking you know, sort of profound philosophical questions, even, you know, him just expressing the emotions he's had. Sometimes we've been worried that maybe he he didn't have a full emotional range, that we, we, we were concerned that he seemed to only be able to get angry about stuff and not, we didn't see this enough. And so it isn't something we want to suppress, whatever one might think of stoicism. It's something we want him to process, something we want him to talk about, something we want him to learn from. And, um, Certainly not the first pet we've lost. We lost goats. We've lost chickens. Lost a lot of things. But this is the first one that's hit us, at least hit the oldest. I still remember the day my parents took my golden retriever to be put down when I was about his age. Remember the sadness or sweetness of going out and giving her a cookie. And then there just being sort of a hole in our house, in our life, when that dog was gone. And then it was a long time before I really had to grieve anything else. But I took a lot from that. I know my kids are going to take a lot from it. I know we're getting better as parents from it. And that's that's all that we can do. We take the opportunities, the situations, the obstacles that life puts in front of us, and we use them to connect with our kids. We use them to teach our kids. And we use them to understand. We use it to understand them and life and ourselves a little bit better. Hey, you're listening to the Daily Dad Podcast, one meditation a day inspired to help you do your most important job, which is be a great father. These are meditations inspired by ancient wisdom, psychological research, and just great strategies from normal dads just like you. Thanks for listening.